It is April 12th at 12, 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. That truth is eternal. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of the official Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints. This is not in any way associated with the church as an official uh, platform. It is just based off of my own understanding and opinions and things of that nature regarding the doctrines and my understanding of them. So in an attempt to try to kind of move on to some different doctrines that people probably run across that most people have some sort of a exposure to, we'll uh, go ahead and talk about what's called the Word of Wisdom in the Church. And the Word of Wisdom is essentially the health code so to speak, of the church with regards to things, uh, health codes and things of that nature and various religious groups are nothing new or unheard of. Uh, Judaism has theirs and Islam has theirs and even certain other Christian groups like Seventh-day Adventists have their own particular kinds of dietary and health-related instructions, so to speak. Um, but the church, I think, is a little bit unique in some of the things that... Um, we tend to not go after or prohibit. So the word of wisdom was given uh, to Joseph Smith in consequence of meetings that he was holding in his home, and they would have these meetings in their sitting room, so to speak, and guys would all be smoking and chewing tobacco and leave kind of a mess, and his wife, Emma Smith, would have to end up cleaning it all up, and Joseph ended up going to the Lord and ended up asking what's you know what's going on with tobacco and all this other stuff and you kind of have to remember that the world that Joseph Smith came from at this time on the frontier and other places smoking chewing tobacco were super common people drank a lot of alcohol depending on where you were at um, wine if you could afford it but a lot of backwoods kind of alcohol um, whiskey whatever you could basically get not to mention, of course, uh, moonshine and things of that nature have always been a, a bit of an American tradition since before the revolution itself. But Joseph Smith, coming from a fairly religious family that was pretty family-oriented and conservative and things of that nature, um, certainly had their own viewpoints. And just like today, when you end up having people that hit the bottle a little bit too much, you kind of notice some things, uh, the negative consequences, and let's be honest, the negative consequences of alcohol, if you go overboard with it, are pretty well known today, but in any era, disorderly conduct and uh, things of that nature makes people lose their minds, they get into fights, it just causes problems. And so you have throughout the centuries all these different um, rules and regulations regarding it. But people... uh, at the time of Joseph Smith being alive, they, a lot of people were asking questions about, you know, what should people eat? What should they drink? What shouldn't they do? There were a lot of unknowns about uh, what should be done. And people intended to eat a lot of meat when they were on the frontier during America's westward expansion. And part of the reason for that is just because of the fact that there was a lot of animal life at the time. People were killing animals even just for pure sport unfortunately, but people tended to eat a lot of meat and 
a lot of the things about the human body were not necessarily as well understood. People had some ideas and some uh, hypotheses and things of that nature regarding what was good and what wasn't good, things of that nature. Um, trial and error, people looking at stuff. But it wasn't like today where you have the ability to, to go around and to look at the food that you're eating on a chemical level and do this or that. And what Joseph Smith actually got as a direct consequence of going to inquire of the Lord regarding the tobacco issue mentioned previously was a, the uh, revelation that is known today as the word of wisdom, which essentially details um, that it's for the weakest of the weak of those who could be called saints to basically be able to help people be as healthy as they have a capacity to be. And also due to the fact that uh, it was given due to the evil designs and uh, evil designs and um, how to phrase it, evil designs and I guess motives would be a good word uh, regarding what would go on. And I'm sure it didn't make a lot of sense then. Bear in mind also, though, at this period of time, this is way before the FDA, and you've got a lot of snake oil salesmen and things of that nature. I'm pulling up the actual scripture itself because I'm butchering the uh, initial phrasing. This is from Doctrine and Covenants, section 89, verse 4. Behold, verily, thus saith the Lord, unto you in consequence of evils and designs which do and will exist in the hearts of conspiring men in the last days, I have warned you, and forewarn you by giving unto you this word of wisdom by revelation. So it's basically laying down that this is for everyone. It's for the weakest of the weak, and it is given as a way of trying to shield the, the saints, members of the church, or anyone who um, decides to live by its principles from individuals that would basically not have people's best interests at heart. And when you start looking through the history, I mean, people used to be told by their doctors that smoking was good for them. So, and you go even back before that, before the FDA, there's all sorts of products out there that it just, they were just bunk, didn't really do anything. And um, people were pretty distrusting of the uh, medical establishment at large, but the saints were basically being warned about what they could do and what they couldn't do. And the revelation itself detailed that, you know, things like strong drinks weren't good for the belly, hot drinks weren't good for the belly, that every plant matter basically above the ground or under the ground were made for the use of people, um, the animal life and things of that nature while they are made for the use and the benefit of man, that they sh should be used sparingly, that the plant matter should be eaten in the season that it comes up again. Uh, preservation methods were very different. It's basically just putting forth the, a diet of uh, grains, fruits, vegetables, and things of that nature are what are best, and that fruits and vegetables are also in there um, as well, but that meat and things of that nature need to be used sparingly. Um, and it doesn't really, it, the principles in the word of wisdom are given in more of a, an, a general kind of a, um, a format. And it doesn't necessarily say, you know, 
you have this amount of meat you can have this day or that day or whatever. It's just given in a very general format. Uh, and it's, I, to me, it's always seemed like it was done in that way to be a little more flexible to try to meet the various needs that people might have. And, you know, early on when this revelation was given, the saints were not actually, it wasn't actually given as a commandment. It wasn't until many years later that the church uh, and the Lord ended up having the saints basically take this as a commandment that needed to be obeyed. And it was really under the administration of Heber J. Grant, uh, prophet of the church, president of the church from 1918 till 1945 that really went hard and heavy on this kind of stuff. But it has, things have been added to it over time uh, to be included in the overall kind of health um, aspect. The original revelation is kept as scripture, but certain things have been added on because there are things today that are, are harmful that um, don't fall under and as much that wouldn't be mentioned, like the saints are encouraged not to abuse prescription drugs, don't do marijuana, things of that nature, vaping as well. Um, all these things, you know, obviously vaping wasn't a thing in the 19th century, but as things have come up and whatnot, they've been included to be um, essentially added to what is included in keeping the word of wisdom. And the real emphasis on this is that, you know, hot drinks, you know, strong drinks, strong drinks are seen as alcoholic beverages, wine, beer, things of that nature. Hot drinks are specifically given as being green tea or anything from the plant that gives off green or black tea, uh, coffee, things of that nature. And that's what it was interpreted to have been at the time, uh, just due to the fact that those were the drinks that were in common usage. And that's pretty much stayed. Um, if you are wanting to obey the word of wisdom, you know, can't drink alcohol, can't drink coffee, can't drink green, black tea, things of that nature. Herbal teas like ginger herbal tea and other types of uh, herbal teas that uh, don't contain any you know, of those things are generally fine. Um, there are some people, though, in the church that do take the meaning of hot drinks completely literally and uh, don't drink any, you know, hot beverages at all. I'm personally not in that crowd. I prefer a nice hot chocolate every once in a while. But you end up going into, you know, what are some of the reasons behind why this was given? Well, you have the, you know, the scripture of conspiring men, but certain things they may not have known about, right? And some of this is just conjecture, but we know that hot drinks can, uh, if you drink too many hot drinks, can cause problems for the throat, an increase for esophageal uh, cancer um, to some extent, depending on you know how hot the drinks are, how many pe people have, things of that nature. But specifically what the Lord ends up saying is that they're not good for the belly, which in that context, I'm assuming it means both the stomach and the internal intestines. Uh, for the digestion and things of that nature. But people can kind of go a little bit hokey pokey um, to sometimes you'll run into people within the church that are adamantly convinced like that caffeine is against the word of wisdom. And they have various reasons for that, but the official stamp church doctrine of approval on things that the word of wisdom is 
to avoid, again, coffee and tea are included in there, green tea, black tea, stuff like that. Um, you end up wanting to utilize uh, meat sparingly, a diet rich in fruits, vegetables, grains, you know, barring that you have some kind of a medical um, situation. Again, the principles here were given to be used generally. But, and if you do have any kind of a, a diet, a wish to change diet or anything of that nature, be sure to check with your doctor as specific dietary um, needs will vary depending on person to person. But again, this, these principles were given in a general format. Uh, specifics for each person can vary, of course. But again, yeah, if you're going to make a dietary change, definitely be sure to talk with your doctor. If you've got any kind of medical conditions, make sure to go forward and work with them. But these principles, as they were laid down um, for the saints, blessings were promised. And you kind of get towards the end of that. It, again, it goes over, all grain is good for the food of man, is also fruit of the vine, that which yieldeth through, whether in the ground or above the ground. So roots, tubers, you know, anything from a plant on the vine. Um, you think about different kinds of fruits. And then, nevertheless, wheat, the next verse, verse 17, uh, nevertheless, wheat for man and corn for the ox and oats for the horse and rye for the fowls for swine and for beasts of the field, for all beasts of the field, rather, and barley for all useful animals, for mild drinks as also other grains. So initially, people might end up actually preparing their own mild alcoholic beverages during the 19th century. Um, the church has basically ended up shutting uh, down over time than at all. There's absolutely no alcohol permitted um, for the for drink or anything of that nature. But the promised wisdom uh, blessings are that also, and these are verses 18, 19, 18 through 21 of Doctrine and Covenants 89. And all saints who remember to keep and do these things, walking in obedience to the commandments, shall receive health and their navel and marrow to their bones, and shall find wisdom and great treasures of knowledge, even hidden treasures, and shall run and not be weary, and walk and not faint. And I, the Lord, give unto them a promise that the destroying angel shall pass by them as the children of Israel, and slay and not slay them. So it's basically promising that people that obey the word of wisdom have a greater capacity for knowledge and to find wisdom, so-called hidden treasures, um, that their bodies, you know, you're not going to be made into a superhuman kind of a thing, but your body's natural abilities for healing, for being able to do things, that you'll have a better shot, so to speak. It gives you a better kind of a foundation. And if you think about certain things, diet really is kind of a foundation for health. You know, you can, you can, people talk about not out eating a bad diet. You can work out all you want, do all the physical activity you want, and you know, you'll still get some physical benefits from doing physical activity. But if you end up having a crappy diet, you're going to still have complications from that. And if you have a good diet, you know, if you're doing that, but you don't do any physical activity, it, you're going to cause some complications too. It's that kind of a, a one-to-one -one kind of a ratio. You have to have one and the other in order to get the most benefit from it. But the, you know, this has come under some controversy in recent years. People always want to know, well, you know, I found this study that said coffee was good. I've found these studies that coffee was good or that green tea is good. 
things of that nature. And how can you say that, you know, this is bad for you? And it's one of those things of, well, the saints end up, like any kind of a re- religious principle, you end up having to basically look forward with an eye of faith, right? Faith isn't necessarily a blind thing. It's a belief in something which you, you th- believe to be true, but for which you may not be able to see the proof of that, so to speak. And obviously faith is something that we all use every day for daily actions and things of that nature. But people in our culture, especially in the West, really get into their having to be the studies and things of that nature. Um, just bear in mind, 19th century people thought Joseph Smith was crazy when this when he gave this. I mean, they thought he was crazy anyways, right, with the, the Book of Mormon and angels and things of that nature. But then the, he starts saying, well, you know, you shouldn't smoke, you shouldn't drink, you shouldn't, you know, do these different things. And people, you know, with the tobacco, people thought he was crazy. You know, lo and behold, years and years later, when was it, you know, it's officially recognized that smoking tobacco and chewing tobacco is not good for you. Uh, And the Doctrine and Covenants tobacco is uh, shown that it's verse 8 of Doctrine and Covenants 89, again, tobacco is not for the body, neither for the belly, and it's not good for man, but as an herb for bruises and also cattle to be used with judgment and skill. So the latter part of that, farmers, ranchers, things of that nature, um, you know, they didn't always have vets, so they'd have to utilize what herbal knowledge they they had. And tobacco was sometimes utilized for those things for sick cattle to be used with judgment skills and herb for bruises. But the point being is it, uh, tobacco is not for the body. People could look, you know, and probably draw their own conclusions. And someone might say, well, Joseph Smith just got lucky. But the overall balance of what you're finding here is something that has basically been for the most part pretty well analyzed and subjected to scientific uh, rigorous studies and even though you know people still question the hot drinks with coffee and green tea and things of that nature i mean it it doesn't steer so far towards a meat-based diet right there are a lot of people that want to eat only meat. It doesn't steer so far towards a completely vegan diet, right? It's another extreme. It's just kind of taking a middle ground dietary-wise of fruits, vegetables, grains, you know, all, not things that are super, you know, this amount to this person, this amount to this person, just given in a very general fashion. And that general fashion, I mean, most people, if you've taken a health class and stuff in high school, you're and you paid attention, so to speak, and more power to you if you did, um, you kind of already know that. You kind of already know, well, yeah, you know, f- fruits and vegetables, obviously, If as long as you're not like allergic to them or anything or have any, you know, s- specific uh, problems with digestion or any other medical conditions. As a general thing, yeah, you know, fruits, vegetables, whole grains we would say whole grains today um, but it's a pretty valid kind of a thing but joseph smith really when he introduced this um, the brethren ended up throwing away their tobacco it was pretty uh, astonishing actually people really 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 had, had a hard time at the time with some of this and even today, a lot of members of the church end up maybe veering too far one way or too far the other way. 
um, or not enough of a one way. For instance, people within the church do very well usually that are living the gospel at avoiding the don'ts. But, you know, in the United States at least, meat is a big part of the diet. It's a big part of what's done when you go out to eat and things that nature. There's almost always meat. Um, so to, to use meat sparingly, you know, it's it's kind of a question of, well, how much is um, too much for this person or that person and barring increased needs due to physical activity. And it really hasn't been elaborated beyond just the general counsel that was given at the time. They've included the nature of physical activity and things of that nature. Um, like when, when I was on my uh, mission for the church, the pamphlets that we would hand out about the word of wisdom included, you know, make sure to do physical activity and exercise and things of that nature. But it's really a very general set of principles that can be utilized and are flexible enough to meet a wide variety of different societal needs and individual needs as well, um, based off of where people are found. You know, the church in the 19th century was initially isolated to the United States, wherever the saints were gathering. But today, the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, I mean, it's all over the world. We've got people, uh, Canada, United States, Mexico, other uh, Central Latin American countries. It's all over uh, in South America, Brazil, and Chile, and Uruguay, and Paraguay, and Bolivia, and a whole slew of other places. And we're in Europe, and we've got places in Africa, and we've got people, members in South Korea, and in Japan, and uh, Thailand, and India. And so there's a wide variety of different um, areas that people are from, they're included. In some of these places, when people join, there are specific um, things that sometimes come up that the church or that the mission presence will end up saying, yes, that particular item would fall under being against the word of wisdom, maybe not others. I'm not privy to necessarily what all those are, but you can find that general information in the church website of Church of JesusChrist.org, along with all the different articles and other things that you can find. One of the interesting things, my background is in exercise physiology. It's what I studied at college and what my bachelor's of sciences is, is in. Um, when I was taking my health classes, you know, because it was an, an LDS uh, school, we would talk about uh, some of this stuff and pretty much everything I remember learning uh, really emphasized the dietary aspects. But one of the things that has been done over the years is to kind of look at, you know, what's the, the longevity of people that actually are members of the LDS Church, or the Church of Jesus Christ, rather, who follow the Word of Wisdom. And what they have found is that, in general, um, members of the church, when they account for things like, you know, exercise and other stuff, members of the church tend to, to live longer on average. Um, you know, maybe not like 20 to 30 years, but... Obviously, if you're not drinking alcohol and you're not smoking already, that reduces your risk of an early death by quite a bit. There's a whole slew of you know problems with chewing tobacco, smoking tobacco, and drinking too much alcohol. You know, you're going to have lung problems. You're going to have mouth problems, um, liver problems if you ever do it on the alcohol and things of that nature. But it's just kind of an interesting thing. They also found that um, they would look at you know, members of different religious organizations, Muslims, Jews, members of the Church of Jesus Christ, um, Seventh-day Adventists, and they generally found the same thing looking at these different groups as well, that these different groups have these specific dietary traditions that they engage in 
you're generally uh, doing better than a lot than people in other areas. But the promise there of the word of wisdom is a principle to be obeyed. I mean, it's not it's not going to come across as super earth shattering or groundbreaking in terms of the dietary aspects um, with the foods to eat. Mostly people get hooked up with, you know, the coffee and the green tea and things of that nature. And the same with alcohol. Most people, you know, are smart enough not to, to know not to go over on uh, beer and alcohol, but they, people really tend to get hung up on, um, coffee and green tea and things of that nature. I mean, you look on the store and there's a Starbucks, right? And it's just kind of one of those things that people have a real hard time with. But personally, I consider myself to be a fairly physically weak person. My own life is I've lived the word of wisdom. I've had a better, I feel like rather, I feel like I've had a better ability to go about my life and to do things. Um, I've been sick many times with chest infections, like to a rather extraordinary degree um, since I was 15 or 16 and had some pretty serious ones. And I've always been able to feel like I probably would do better because I was obeying the word of wisdom versus people that I have known over my life who would smoke or they would do things that they, you know, aren't good health wise. And the same people, you know, if they get you know, pneumonia or other chest infections, start having some some other problems. Stresses the system when you are putting things into it that aren't healthy for the body, and then you end up putting the extra stress of life, the extra stress of uh, an illness, and it can take your toll. But that's essentially all I have on the Word of Wisdom. If you want to learn more regarding it, again, you can visit churchofjesuschrist.org. Just go under the uh, scriptures tab on the website, go to Doctrine and Covenants and look for section 89, and you'll find the full uh, revelation system of commandment. Uh, you can also talk with missionaries if you want to learn more about that, but if that's not really uh, your thing, again, churchofjesuschrist.org, and you can find the accompanying information. If there's any problems on any of the information I gave, my apologies, it's done to the best of my ability and best of my knowledge, and try to clear misconceptions up, but also to give out more general information for things that people may want to look into. But again, churchofjesuschrist.org if you want to investigate it more on your own and in a more private fashion, and you can find articles and uh, general handbook of instruction, uh, which is basically the church's methods of uh, general things on how to do things, kind of a handbook, so to speak. But that's all I've got. I'll go ahead and see about doing another episode maybe on Sunday or Friday. Um, as of yet, I don't have another topic, but I'll look into that and see what other people might be talking about or might be curious about that I can try to cover to help correct any misinformation or try to put a few clearing points on it, so to speak. That's all I've got. Thank you.